Who run um, the world? Stars. <laughs> stars. Um... <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Grape Culture Podcast, the podcast where three women drink wine and discuss feminist literature and issues. I am Sam. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to Grape Culture. We are starting season two. Ooh. Woohoo! I'm Sam. I'm Kim. I'm Alex. <laughs> are you sure? Well, I didn't know which one was going first. <laughs> I genuinely forgot my own name for a second, so it's, it's been good. it's been a while, guys. It's yeah. been a while since we've done this. Um, so thanks for bearing with us over our break. I think we've all come back feeling refreshed and happy and ready to talk more about wine and feminism. So it has been a while, like we said. What have you guys been up to over our break? Um, what have I been up to? I ate lots of roast potatoes over Christmas. Nice. I got Excellent. a Hoover. Okay. Sorry, is it cordless? It is cordless. That is the best. I'm officially a grown up. It has a light on the front. And when I used it, I sent a video of my mum to of my mum. <laughs> to the Hoover. Hoover, this is mum. I sent a video of me hoovering to my mum. Excellent. Plan. Yes. It's a good way to start the year. I'm learning Portuguese. I start tomorrow. Fab. That's what I will be up to. So our next episode is going to be entirely in Portuguese. Yep. I also became a grown up. I bought a house. Yes, so fancy. That's much more grown up than well, having a Hoover gifted to you. Well, is it though? <laughs> I could do with a. I could do with it. Yeah, I could do with a cordless Hoover. Um, yeah. So I bought a flat. Yeah. Um, I'm currently in the process of moving, and by currently, I mean I literally was moving boxes today, and it was very stressful. And um, this episode might sound a little different because we are coming to you from Sam's house. Yeah, all um, change. So that's basically it. That's all I've done is, that is pretty big, think though. about it do it, pay for it, pay for everything around it and be very stressed. And it's all I want to talk about and all I can talk about. So I'm really boring now. I haven't bought anything new. No, that's a lie. I've bought a lot of new things, but none of them are as exciting as a Hoover or a house. Um, yeah, I... Well, what kind of brings us on to the talking about the wine this week is I'm doing dry January, which means I haven't had a drink for 16 days. And it means uh, I'm feeling ready to stab someone. So this is going to be a fun... I'm doing dry January asterisks, which is that there are a few very key moments in this month, which I will be having a drink for, including a stag do and moving house. Moving into a new house, But But apparently this one doesn't fit into that. No, we're not special enough. Well, no, because I'm a supportive friend and I didn't want to uh, lead Sam up the garden path of drinking. So I decided that we would also do zero alcohol drinks today well i only am not because i've had wine every night this week so <laughs> not to. so we're all being healthy new year new podcast no wine for thursday for thursday well we haven't got no wine we've just got non-alcohol wine haven't we yes so speaking of that the first bottle we have kim you bought this earlier what the shit is it <laughs> um so this is Fizero. Zero alcohol <laughs> sparkling white. I see what they did. You see what they did there? So um, the reason that I chose this one is because I've already tried No Seco, which... I oh, also see God. what they did there. <laughs> so many puns. Personally, I thought it was quite nice. Um, but this one's from M&S, so I thought that this might be extra nice. I like it. Um, a refreshing and finely balanced non-alcoholic drink combining sparkling fermented grape juice blended with premium green tea. Nope. So green tea-based wine. Green tea-based wine. No alcohol. In. I mean, it has... Low alcohol wines have what? Like 0.04% 
or something of alcohol. It's got 0.5% of something in it, I saw earlier. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that means it's not so it's just like <laughs> fermented it's like kombucha yeah, yeah. Um, so shall we open it yeah crack it open okay. um, the reason I chose this one like I said is because I've already tried Nosecco um, so I wanted to get some non-alcohol wines that I haven't tried and Smart. I have tried a few why? So, um, because <laughs> I've tried I've tried to do not drinking several times but you can't have a bath without a glass of wine yeah it's true that's um, so fact. I have tried a couple of the the reds in the world um, and they're just really sweet. So I'm Mm. interested to try the ones that we've got today because we've got this fizz and the no seco that I had for my friend's Hendy was quite good. It's quite grapey, unsurprisingly, but it's definitely wine you don't necessarily get the grape juice and it's very grapey. It just tastes like fizzy pop. Fizzy pop. It tastes like schlur. Yes. No, Schler's horrible. This isn't that bad. I quite like the red sparkling Schler. I've not tried the red one. Um, but I don't know whether I convince myself that I like it because it's so low calorie. It's fine. It doesn't taste like wine. It does not taste like no. Prosecco. No. No, it's not meant to. It's meant to be fizzy sparkling water, wine. Fizzero. Fizzero. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Zodiac and astrology and star signs and all of that bullshit because it's the beginning of the year. Lots of people are looking forward and lots of people like to base their plans on their star sign. And I thought it might be quite fun to talk about what a load of shit it all is. How very Well, star signs, astrology, what do we engage with it? Is it something you guys put any store in? What do you, What's your attitude to zodiac shit what like horoscopes yes um if there was a magazine on a coffee table in the dentist waiting room and there was a star sign open it was open on the page of star signs i would read it with interest but you wouldn't ever pick up a magazine and flick through just to find the horoscopes never no this is like your really specific when would you drink this wine? <laughs> Never! I would not. If it was a sunny day and I was on a terrace wearing exactly three items of clothing, I might drink this wine. With a nice sunny glow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I'd flick through and if I stumbled across it, I'd read it. Right, fair enough. Kim, what about you? I quite enjoy horoscopes. I don't... Um, I don't... They don't run my life or anything like that, but I do engage with them. Who run um, the world? Stars. <laughs> Starth. Um, <laughs> I do engage with them quite a lot. I I have a star sign necklace. I um I follow a, a like drunk astrology meme Instagram, which I send you frequently because I really enjoy it. And also, um I wondered where they came from. It's just so. It's, I just find it really entertaining. Them in the group, and I'm like, oh, okay. But I do like looking at um. Uh, readings to do with with star signs like there's a couple of different ones that i look at like um one website that i follow does a chinese new year one every year that's quite um in depth one does what book should you read based on your star sign which i obviously really enjoy and um do you ever follow the advice 
No, I normally okay. add them to my TV. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and then, yeah, no, I, I quite like them. I Like I say, I don't think I run my life. Like, if someone turned around to me and said, well, actually, I'm a Pisces, so we're not compatible. They'd be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy them. I guess I'm that classic. Like, I like them if they're saying something good. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy them in that I find them really funny. Um, but also every time they do something that's spot on, I'm like, oh no, oh my god, the universe knows. I'm like, don't be ridiculous. Um, I remember once I, I think I was about eleven or something, and you know those old like teen magazines like Ms and Sugar oh, and all those. Still love them. Shout. I was reading one with my friend Heather, and it said on mine, um, like, oh, the letter J is really important to you. And at the time, I had a really big crush on a guy called James Townsend, <gasps> who was uh, playing the angel Gabriel in the school play. How long ago was this? I was 10. <laughs> oh I'm wow. imagining teenagers and then no, no, no nativity. No. Started young. Did you get together? No. So I have an interesting relationship with star sign stuff, but I also know that it is a crock of crap. Yeah, well, I mean... because at the same I... time, like, you do, when you read, like, you know, I was flicking through a book that Sam owns that she'll talk about later, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... Some of the traits and stuff, I'm like, oh, that is so true. That is yeah. so neat. I think I think the thing is, I love I love a personality test, and I I love anything that gives me some kind of insight into my hidden depths. Um, so like, I love like what's it called? It's like um, a three thousand year old Buzzfeed quiz. Yeah, basically, and the Myers Briggs and that sort of stuff, mm. which I also you know like I really enjoy that, even though that's a crock of shit. Um, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I guess I just kind of enjoy, like you say, when you're like, oh my God, that's so right. Oh my God, it got me exactly right. And I, the universe just I feel knows. Seen. The universe gets me. Yeah. And me I definitely, universe. as a teenager, I definitely went through like a phase of, of being obsessive about it. <laughs> I think it's different when you're a teenager because you're almost trying to seek Figure out yourself who you out. are. Yeah. yeah. So if someone, if a book or like a magazine tells you, you're like, yeah and i also think part of like part of that figuring out who you are is like trying something off the side like am i the kind of person who's obsessed with star science i'm gonna try this for a bit do i think am i the kind of person who thinks that she could be a witch yeah probably and then you're like yeah actually no oh my god i definitely does not suit me pentagrams on my neck yeah Um, yeah yeah i guess i i believe in that kind of stuff so i do believe in the power of totems even if it is psychological i believe that the mind the mind we all know is a really powerful thing so i believe in the energy that certain things can have on your mind um and i think you only need to look at like personal mementos that you might have yeah to believe in the power of objects kim you were really or have moments when you're really into horoscopes and stuff i really and enjoy the them and i believe in spiritual vibes yeah spiritual vibes but i don't guide my life by them fair Alex, you enjoy them if they're in front of you, but would never actually seek one out. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just my life. That's just, I can see a thing. I'm happy. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. I think um, I definitely have a lot of friends of certain star signs who are very similar. Mm-hmm. So maybe people who are born in certain times of the year have similar traits. But I don't know if that's just because, obviously, similar things have happened to them throughout their life. Like, mm-hmm. they were the oldest at school. Um they were winter babies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I often wonder that. I think there is a difference between people born in winter and people born in summer. We should probably say what our star signs are, that for was, argument's sake. It's going to bring me on to the first of our several games tonight. Ooh! Ooh. Made game. Another um, game. So, 
you know, obviously you know your star sign. I'm assuming both of you know a little bit about what your star sign is meant to be. Yep. Uh, Alex, you are a Leo. Yeah. And yeah. Kim, you're Cancer. Yeah, I get the fun one. <laughs> the one that's really awkward to the say. The one that's really awkward to say out loud. Yeah. Or have on any jewellery or anything. And I am a Scorpio. So what I've done is I've printed out um, descriptions of our three star signs. Oh, um, as well as three duds. Okay. Which are actual star signs, but they're kind of red herrings. And I wanted to see if you two could guess which was the description that was meant to be you. Because I think a lot of people read a star sign thing and go, oh my god, that's so me. But if you don't know if you don't which description away, is you, yeah. it could be any of them. Yeah. So I've often thought have... I have a very Pisces energy. So <laughs> Jeez. My mum and dad are Serving Pisces. fish. <laughs> 90% of my friends are Scorpios, I have to say. It's because we're uh, Valentine's babies. Yeah. Um, a, lot of us... a lot of people I know are Scorpios. Let me see it. This, I think that's Scorpio. But do you think it's Scorpio or do you think it's me? I think it's Scorpio. No, I think this... No, I think this is Leo. Doesn't it say sexy? Rude! <laughs> no, no, no! No, no! I don't mean it like that! I don't mean it like that. I just mean that everything I've ever read is always like Scorpio's a kinkish. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this one's cancer. All right. Happy with your choices? Yeah. Fine. So, uh, Kim, do you want to read out what's on your, what is on your bit of paper there? <clears throat> Positive. Intuitive, loyal, mysterious, nostalgic, charming, loves relaxing, creative. Uh-huh. Negative. Nosy, clingy, moody, holds a grudge, manipulative and pessimistic. And not sexy. And not sexy. <laughs> uh, that is indeed the cancer description, yes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop. I don't think I'm pessimistic, but other than that, all manipulative. Yeah, pretty good. that one. Pretty good. Alex, what's yours? Uh, positive, vivacious, loves luxury, natural leader, popular, protective, glamorous, sociable, flirtatious, negative, attention-seeking, spoilt, Egomaniac. Uh, yeah, I can never say that. <laughs> I was going to go for eggnomaniac. <laughs> I'll have the eggnomaniac, I'll please. have the eggnomaniac, but vegan. <laughs> um, obsessed with approval, possessive and loud. And that is bang on. That is the yeah, description. Yeah. And then you picked this one for me. Yeah. Which is positive traits, resourceful, brave, passionate, sexy. <laughs> Career focus, loyal, magnetic personality. Negative, distrusting. I'm fairly sure that should be mistrustful. That doesn't seem like a word. Yeah. No, mistrusting is the... Mistru- Distrust. Distrusting. Is a new mistrust people. Dis- Pedantic. Yeah, dis- uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's wrong. Um, yeah. Jealous, secretive, controlling, obsessive and combative. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty bang on and that is also the Scorpio description. Nailed so. it. But... Interesting how we all went for what we thought was the... Well, you both went for what you thought was the description of your zodiac sign rather than the description of you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I thought, that, suggestion, I thought that that was the game was that we were supposed to go for... <laughs> like, find the one that we thought was our star sign, not right. the one that we thought was us. Yes. Okay, which of these six pieces of paper would you pick for you? I mean, probably this one. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I said about the star sign thing in the teen magazines Alex you said you'd read it if it was in a magazine um do you think that star signs are something that's more commonly associated with women do you think women are more interested in them than particularly straight men because I know a lot of gay men who are like 
mad into their star signs. I mean, I don't think so. I, I can't say I've ever had the conversation with a straight man about star signs. Which is fine. So, I unfortunately have had that conversation. How did that go? The, uh, the what's your sign. Like, oh, why yeah. though? Like um, on a first date or something? Not, I, well, no, not on a date. Just like in, in a, a bar. bar. And I was like, it's cancer. Please leave me alone now. What about you? No, I have never had a conversation. I mean, maybe when I've been in a room with my partner and there happens to be star signs around and I'm like would you like me to read yours and then he either goes no <laughs> and that's the end of the conversation or okay he's never like Ooh, uh, yeah no he's never excited and I suppose I think they're geared more at women they're usually why? in female magazines why do you think that is I don't know the answer I um, don't have an answer I just I'm interested no I suppose ugh, I think because we associate women as being more forward planners. Hmm. Interesting. Um, That's not where I thought that was going to go. And no, I me think, and I think, and I think we are. I well, I know that the women in my life are definitely more forward planning than the men. Um, maybe we just kind of want insight into that. Interesting. That's, That's not why. No, that 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 yeah, it's an idea I've not heard before. Oh, but I appreciate it. Must be the non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. Clarity. Mm, all that green tea. Uh, how about you? Um, I definitely think that it's more marketed to women. But when I say that, I mean specifically like the, the Zodiac that we're talking about now. Yeah. Rather than, say, the Chinese Zodiac or anything like that. Because, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, which I don't think is... is I don't think that's marketed to women in, in the same way i think that's much more gender neutral um but definitely i think that like like alex said it's always in the the lady mags um not the lady mags uh <laughs> <Titty> and <laughs> what side am i it's under my boob have a look um as i was saying i think that they're all, they're in all the magazines and it's all about like oh what does your crush think of you and and sexy times and everything like that um and I I I always thought that, that it was it was pitched at women just because women are the primary market for consumerism. Mm-hmm. And so it's pitched at young teen girls um originally because there's that element of like if you buy this magazine, if you buy this horoscope, if you buy this thing, and then it kind of subtly goes, Oh like I don't know if you remember this in the teen ones where it's like, maybe you should try the lip gloss on like page 74 when you meet your special hunk later this week. I, I don't remember that, but it sounds like something. Yeah, really. I don't remember that being that blatant. I ve- I definitely remember reading one that was super blatant, but I can't remember. Or, but like, or maybe it might be You should be buy this perfume or you're going to die alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it might be more subtle, like you will meet your crush on Wednesday and yeah. then there's like an advert for, want to look nice for someone on yeah. Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. glass. <laughs> so there's that there's consumerism Cherry flavor. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and then there's also the uh, the added thing which is that i think that women um again traditionally or whatever are more in tune with their emotions and more likely to discuss their emotions and their beliefs and stuff over men mm-hmm. um and so the reason it's pitched to women is because if there's a belief that women will engage with it more it's it's like a sort of maybe a strip kind of whatever but you're 
Ouroboros, you know, like it's pitched to them so it goes yeah. it goes around in the loop yeah. so women read it, so it's pitched to them so they read it, so it's pitched to them. Right. And we over, we anal we analyse ourselves quite a lot as well. I think we analyse other people a lot as well. And mm. I think I think that's another reason that <clears throat> it's geared towards women quite often is that women want to understand people in a different way. Or mm. women are more this is the sweeping generalisation, but like how we I think people are, I think women are more interested in getting to know why people act the way they do why people tick yeah. what makes people yeah, tick, what makes people tick. and it's psychologists and counsellors who are women do you well, have any stats to back that up no but the people that I know that Alex are in that profession happen to be female fair enough well it's it's about navigating your way through life as well isn't it like for men they have they don't need horoscopes to tell them how people will react to certain situations and how they should react to certain situations mm. Because they have history, like they have hundreds of years of history of men doing stuff, whereas women they're like don't have as much of that to look to, and there's a there's a again super generalization that a woman's world is therefore a little bit more internal because they don't have as much external um stuff to help guide them, so they have to guide from their own intuition like women's intuition and so i think that the reason it's kind of appeals to women more rather than is necessarily pitched at women more is because there's that added level of like if i just understand a bit more i can get to the next stage if i understand people better yeah i will be safe or be happy or be prosperous whereas men don't have that same thing and i think that that's we've we've discussed that on other episodes about like getting ahead in jobs and stuff a lot of it is less about the skills that you can show and more about like how you how you react to the world and how you interact with people and horoscopes offer however falsely a cheat sheet to understanding people it's like oh my god my boss is a gemini that's why they're being so two-faced two-faced and obviously it's not quite the same thing but it just kind of it's like a it's like a training wheel, isn't it? It's like mm. a safety net or a crutch that you think, well, this will help me understand yeah. it better. If I read this help, help book, if I read this horoscope, if I take this confidence course, I will understand things better, which yeah. all of it is bollocks, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I think definitely consumerism has plays a part in it uh, because most of the... It's, it's used to make money like you're not just going to get some kind of horoscope written for you out of the goodness of someone's heart someone's going to sell that to you do you remember mystic meg i do remember mystic meg and yeah had to pay, like it was like 25p a minute which like and she'd keep back in the, the 90s phone. was a lot yeah and she keep. did you call the... her i think maybe i did call her she was like on before the lottery. Yeah, yeah. yeah she used to predict I think the numbers. Yeah, oh, I she'd think... be like, "Oh, I see something that looks like an eight. And yeah. she wasn't northern. I don't know why I did that. Did a little jig. A little jig. Maybe I did call her. I can't remember. Yeah. It was expensive. It's like yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. It's like people, mystics and mediums and all the that kind of, a lot of the things you associate with horoscopes and astrology, like it's all people fleece people. Mm. who believe in that kind of thing that's kind of gone off the topic but what are you are you saying that women are more easily fleeced no i'm saying and again sweeping generalization feel free to contradict me listeners or you two i think 
women are more easily tricked over things they can't see. Like you, like I feel like addictions. I feel stuff. like a yeah. But that's, really, I don't know. That's maybe like that's interesting. The but need I need to, to seek out the need to seek out answers. I suppose. Yeah. I think there's sometimes you find more women are trying to seek out some kind of uh, hope or mm. something other than just what they have and are and can see and can see. I so think maybe you, there is a truth in that. I I yeah. want to unpick it a little bit more though. Like what what kind of things can people be tricked about that they don't see? Or if I think about a a man getting swindled, tricked, whatever. I think about, oh, he's been sold a dud car. This is so my, like, <laughs> heteronormative. But you know what I mean? Like, like someone's... Um, like sold a TV in the back of a car or something like that. And it doesn't yeah, work. been sold something that doesn't work. Or, like, it's all it feels all very financial, kind of... Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, material, I guess. Whereas, it basically is me just going, all men are materialistic, which is not what I mean. But when I think about a woman getting swindled, I think, or, like, tricked, I think about an emotional trickery, or I think about... Like, men on the other end of the internet trying to fleece them out of money yeah but it's to do with emotions and connection and stuff like that yeah i think that i think that's what i meant okay that does that make sense yes okay i don't know if i agree with it but it makes no it and I, I don't even know if i agree with it because i just came up with it 10 minutes ago but... observation yeah it's, it's, an, it's an option but one of the <laughs> one of the articles that i sent around for the podcast did anyone read it yes i tried cool um so, Part it, was of it, quite, it was quite dense. A lot of it, I was like, I don't care about that. I don't yeah. care about... Because this article is essentially about the language of feminism in astrology. Mm. Um, and it made reference to, oh, when a certain, when Venus is in decline or when Venus is in fall or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. I don't know enough about astrology to know about the different phases of a it's star or when it's in someone's house or whatever. It's 12th house, 9th house. Um, but one point it did make was the fact that astrology is to do with position of stars and also planets and a lot of astrological and astronomical language is very male orientated so most of the planets are named after male deities mm-hmm. apart from venus and the moon always is associated with feminine energy mm-hmm. um, whereas the sun is traditionally masculine mm. <coughs> and it kind of it was unpicking a little bit the the gender stereotypes in astrological talk Mm. um but he was saying how like almost in the english language especially like gender has been i suppose the latin as well but gender has been assigned whereas actually i think it's something more like masculine energy and feminine energy is different than gender yeah but yeah granted and then he talks about yin and yang as well mm. and how that's the energy thing but it the planets and the constellations are named specifically after gendered characters yeah like true. jupiter is male god um <coughs> the tw- gemini the twins castor and pollux the um constellation twin boys are they twin boys mm-hmm. yeah they are aren't they yeah um I'm pretty sure Aquarius, water carrier, isn't that Ganymede? No, it's someone. Some water carrying youth. I can, but there's, yeah, yeah. can visualise him. It's not Ganymede, but it's... No, it's not Ganymede. Similar. Someone like that. But yeah, the, the heavens are... Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. ...by men. 
Ganymede was the cupbearer. Cup bearer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we going to do with this mortal? Ah, cupbearer. But, 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 but how weird that they're mainly depicted as male, and yet it, we're saying that astrology is kind of more geared towards women. Patriarchy from the heavens downwards, mate. Bloody heavens. <laughs> Bloody heavens! <laughs> it's like the most British exclamation you could have made. Um, but that's weird. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know if there's an answer. I don't even know if there's a statement, but it was just kind of an observation. It's, a, it's definitely an interesting right. thing to think about. Um, especially when you consider, like, you've got Virgo, and you're like, oh. oh. It's yeah. just all about beauty yeah. and love and lust, isn't it? Eye roll. Yeah. Hard eye the roll. The big old virgin. Yeah. yeah. And the moon's all about, like, fertility, isn't mm. it? So yeah. all we're good for is looking pretty and making babies. So we have finished the, whatever it was called, Fizero. Fizero. Fizero, that's the one. Um, the Grand Fizero. The, the green tea and grape juice non-alcoholic drink. I don't think any of us are feeling any... We're <laughs> I feel jazzed. <laughs> so jazzed. So, so jazzed. we are going to take a small break, um, top up our glasses with our next wine, and we'll be back in a minute. Bye. And we are back, and guess what? We have some more non-alcoholic wine for the second half. Whoa, Woohoo! Wild. So, Kim, do you want to talk us through this this pink bitch in front of me? This pink bitch. Pink bitch. Yeah, so um, this is called Delight. Delight is a premium, de-alcoholized wine made from traditional grape varietals designed for your enjoyment. A light spritz, fruity and aromatic, with hints of rose petal and citrus makes this rosé the perfect match to lightly spice Asian dishes or delicious on its own. I have prepared absolutely no fur for anyone, by the way. So it's um the the label's slightly shiny. Yes, it's a very pale looking rose, and again, I bought it because it's alcohol free and it's pretty, and I haven't tried it yet. So rumor has it alcohol free roses are where it's at. Rumor has it. And like I commented, if that was a real rose, a pale pink would be my rose of choice. Slightly fizzy. Yeah. It's very slightly sweet. more whiny than the first it's one. It's less grapey. But it's got that kind of, I suppose, wine aftertaste. I could... Kim doesn't look convinced. It definitely tastes more like wine, but the issue is that it tastes like the kind of rosé that you like drink and you get a little bit fucked up. And... <laughs> Bad Decisions in the Summer. Bad Decisions in the Summer. Yes. I love that Lana Del Rey song. It tastes like Bad Decisions in the Summer, but it doesn't have any alcohol in it, which I just feel like is cheating. That's why so I don't ha- like fake wine. Does it taste like Good Decisions in the Summer then? No. <laughs> it tastes like this is the bad decision if in I was, the summer. Yeah, if I was going somewhere in summer and I wasn't drinking, I, I'd happily, I think I'd take a bottle of this. I think that'd be all right. I mean, me I still think... feel like I was missing out. Well, this but... is a, I'd, I'd take it to make me feel like I'm slightly drinking wine, yeah. but nothing else. Yeah. I just drink sparkling water out of a wine glass. I just drink. So we're back talking about Zodiac again. What do you guys know about the history of the Zodiac? We've talked a bit about it's marketed, used as a marketing tool for at women a lot. Mm. Obviously, it didn't start out like that. What do you know about its background? And we are talking here about the Western Zodiac with 12 star signs based on the constellations i know absolutely nothing about I'm gonna, history can we just take a moment to acknowledge what kim just said 
because this will never happen again. I'm perfectly happy to admit when I don't know something. <laughs> I honestly, I was racking my brain like, when did it come into the like popular culture or can I think of any book that I've read where it exists, you know, pre-1990 and I literally cannot. I don't know. I have no idea. I assume it's the 70s. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> I assume it's big pubic hair and the, <laughs> and I, the astrology. Um, I would love to know. I would love to know. I would, and you know, I'd love to be informed, but I genuinely, I can't think of any passive information that I have received about it and I have been ignorant enough to not bother reading about it alex <laughs> that looks like panic i know i don't think i do not in like western culture it's probably the 70s culture? i mean know a bit from harry potter well from my brief google earlier um i found out that they in the in the form that we know them um date back to the fifth century bc Way so not the 70s. the 70s not the 70s <laughs> or Roman alternatively the original 70s the, the just the 70s the 70s yeah. <laughs> not the 1970s <laughs> there's no big bushes of wallpaper there <laughs> there probably were quite big bushes yeah that's true we burning it was, bushes. It was more 70. it was more big bushes in hadrian's wall than big bushes in wallpaper. burning bushes that was a biblical reference yeah it was yeah or you know a UTI. It dates back to then. Um, it was not a popular thing for many years because it was kind of linked with occultism and the church came in and went, no, none of that. But then loads of people, like a lot of... Um, Gotta do it anyway. A lot of people did it anyway. And it is sort of woven in with a lot of church practices in various ways. It's got a long old history. But yeah, now it's Interesting. relegated to the, the back of Now magazine. <laughs> interesting because like i can think of plenty of you know oh they were born under a, a bad star and um and oh you you know you're a summer baby and this is this that and the other in plenty of books and, and lots of folklore but specifically to do with star signs and the star signs that we understand and the predictions based on the month of your birth like i know a little i i'm more familiar with like oh june like june birthday and that kind of thing but not not star signs. I I didn't realise it. Well, I assumed it was old. Um, I just didn't realise it was that old. Yeah. Like history-wise, we're not really up on our zodiac no, history. Not at all. But what about knowledge of zodiac in? Oh, actually, no. Before we get into that, before we get into the zodiac in other forms and from other cultures, did you guys know there's a thirteenth zodiac sign? <gasps> no. I knew that there is. I don't know what it is. So, this is something that's been acknowledged for years and apparently the original people who decided on the zodiac we have were aware of it and then went now we're not counting that one because it's not just a case of the zodiac being all the constellations in the sky because there are something like 88 recognized constellations um but this one because of where it falls could be a 13th sign uh it is called a phiacus i think that's o-p-h-i-u-c-h-u-s it falls uh from the 29th of november to the 17th December mm-hmm. uh, and if it were included everyone's star signs would get shunted because they'd have to make room for it so you'd be the same you'd yes, be Leo yes I would you would be a Gemini <laughs> <laughs> and I would be a Libra I don't know anything about Libras yeah this is boring sorry isn't, any that, Lib- isn't that Libra he's on the cusp he's on the cusp <laughs> he is more Libra than he is such than he is Virgo though I think but yeah there you go so mm. if 
So if you are if your birthday is between the twenty ninth of November and the seventeenth of December, and you've been like, oh, I don't feel like I'm a, what would it be, Sagittarius? Maybe you're not. Maybe. You're in a fight a fire. Wow. Do has anyone ever tried to explain your behaviour because of your star sign? Yes. Doesn't go down well. <laughs> it's cancer. It's cancer. <laughs> Why is the disease cancer called cancer? Is it anything related to the star sign? And I know that sounds really stupid. I have, I have a feeling. I don't, do you know the answer? I have absolutely no clue. I have heard cancer referred to in older books or stories set historically as something like like the crab disease, but not the crab disease. It's something to, that's a link to the word around crab that was associated with cancer. I think because. I don't know. I'm a Googler. I think it's something to do with that. Let's find out. Let's Google it. Um, Origin of the word cancer. Mm -hmm. The disease was first called cancer by Greek physician Hippocrates. He is considered the father of medicine. Hippocrates used the term carcinus and carcinoma to describe non-ulcer-forming and ulcer-forming tumours. In Greek, this means a crab. The description was named named after the crab because the finger-like spreading projections from a cancer called to mind the shape of of a crab. Later, Roman physician Celsus translated the Greek term into cancer, the Latin word for crab. Right. It was Galen, another Roman physician, who used the term onkos, Greek for swelling, to describe tumours. Onkos is the root word for oncology or study of cancers. There you go. Right. Now we know. Thanks, Hippocrates. So nothing to do with the star sign, though? No. What do you know about other kinds of zodiacs? So can you mention Chinese New Year and obviously mm-hmm. the Chinese z- zodiac calendar? I don't know if that's... Mm. I don't um, I don't know it is annually. Yeah, I don't know it particularly well, but what I do know about it is based off of the information provided by Laney at laneygossip.com who um well, I mean she is because her she is of Chinese descent, her mother is Chinese and okay. reads reads the It's more the gossip part that maybe. Yeah, well, that just happens <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be her website, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Um and she's great. So she provides readings um, at, like in the run up to Chinese New Year, so mm-hmm. she, and she explains it in quite a lot of depth as to like because it's very important to her and her mother takes it very seriously, and um, the way that the way that it's read, and I apologise if I get any of this wrong, but as I understand it, the way that it's read is is so much more complicated than what we know, like what we say. Oh well, I was born in this year, therefore I am a snake. Like it's so much more than that, and it's very much to do with it's to do with where the sun was. It's to do with, um, it's to do with your birthday, and like her basic thing is, if you're trying to find out your sign, you have to put in your full birth date. You can't just pick a year because it doesn't work like that, really. Okay. Okay. And that there's a lot more to it, and that the reading is different for like not all snakes are the same. So if you are a, a 1989 snake versus a another year snake like your reading will be different so if you're a boomer snake versus a millennial snake you're going to be different yeah and like your luck is different and um and it's all to do with luck it's not to do with like solid predictions or anything but it's all to do with how your how your sign relates to the sign of the year Right. So if if snakes aren't compatible with the ox, for example, like you're probably not going to have a great year. Okay. As a snake in an ox year and that sort of stuff, and it's a lot more complicated than that. And I'm 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 probably completely fucking up, but she explains it really really well. 
and makes a point of explaining it every year about how complicated it is and, and that what she's giving is very, very reductive and that there are masters who their lives are studying this and they don't consider themselves experts in it because it's it's there's so much more to it and it requires like loads and loads and loads of scholarly discourse and stuff Mm -hmm. which is quite interesting i don't know much like i don't know any of the specifics i I know more about like that like i know that there are specifics yeah i know that there are known knowns and there are known unknowns um yeah i I find it very interesting though and i have enjoyed i've always enjoyed reading like her predictions her mother's predictions yeah um because i i do think that they are they are more insightful and they are more about like a full year of like it's less you will meet someone called alan on friday and he will be the love of your life it's it's kind of like think you know like think this year in in january to march you should really be thinking about saving your money and and think about how your luck is going to change and you need to be storing up all your good luck so make lots you know like be kind to people and do this and 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 make an investment in this month and that sort of stuff like it's a lot more about how to navigate the world with like guiding guiding thoughts and guiding like beliefs and sort of a theme for the year less about like specifically don't go to primark on a tuesday because you will (laughs) run into someone that you don't like like it's it's less yeah it's less specific right but it's more like a sort of guiding mantra but yeah like it there's certain there's certain rituals that you can do to improve your luck yeah one of those and it's kind of things like why spring cleaning makes sense and why um when people like go when women traditionally go through a big life change they cut their hair like it is it is shedding the last year's bad luck like you don't want to bring last year's hair growth into the new year if you need good luck and why are you walking around naked and completely shaving <laughs> new year new year new year <laughs> but like it's it's a lot of really interesting things like that and like yeah. um even down to like don't leave your shoes in a particular place because it's bad like because it's oh, very yeah, I've heard that. yeah it's yeah. it's it i i think it's fascinating but i really i'm i'm probably picking out the most trivial stuff it, it definitely seems really complicated yeah. um and that's pretty much all I know, except for that there's a really cool sculpture at the Yorkshire Sculpture Park of the Chinese Zodiac. Cool. That the artist has never been able to see because he got um, imprisoned Shit. after making it for political reasons and stuff. Alex, do you have any knowledge of any other Zodiac? No. Things out there. Well, short. Short and sweet. No. Yeah. no I Concise not. to the so point. The Chinese what New Year is... or Chinese Year I mean... one. I, mean, I don't know anything about tarot reading. What is tar- tarot reading? Doesn't tarot reading use... different? It's, yeah, it's completely. It's all done on cards and fate, and it's nothing to do with stars. It's just. Yeah. But it's they're bizarre, so pretty, isn't it? Though. That there's so many kind of. Yeah, I do really like tarot cards. They're so basic. They're so pretty. Really, they're really pretty. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, oh, look, you've got a tarot card tattoo. How original. <laughs> yeah. But I just. I, I find it bizarre then that, like, obviously they are completely different, but there's all these different methods out there for people to navigate and lead their lives by mm. um again it all comes down to belief system and everything but it's all different kind of methods of it is faith self, way, isn't it and faith yeah. and self-help and guidance guidance from the universe but it's yeah yeah it's crazy that there are so many things out there that people try to seek that are bigger than just us and humanity mm. and 
all our flasks. It's only about a couple, but there are a lot out there. And I thought it was really interesting because you just think of the Zodiac. You don't think, oh, fucking hell, other people have different ways of, or other cultures have different ways of categorising you depending on your birth. So there's a Hindu one, mm-hmm. uh, oh, which is very similar to ours in terms of what the signs are, but it's not treated in the same way. Much like you were saying, Kim, about you know the the very in depth readings of the Chinese. I India. remember hearing about that, but I yeah. don't know anything about it. I don't know a huge amount about it. Um, looks like there's a lot of information if anyone wanted to find out, but uh, I did not have time. So there's a Hindu one. <laughs> there's a Celtic one. Oh, which is yeah. all based around trees. <gasps> I have. What kind of tree am I? Read about that in, well, in, in gift shops. In um, like you know when you go to like, like a castle. Castle. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I have read about yeah. that in those shops. Before. So yeah, there's a Celtic one, which is all based around trees and druids and all that shit. And there's sorry, really super respectful in this episode, so guys. Respectful. Super respectful. And there's also a Native American one. Oh, of course. Um, I did know about that one as well. Based around animals, kind of like the Chinese one. Oh, but... I know about that from The Simpsons. There you go. And I think there Seems are others right. as well, but those are the main ones that I found. But they're all they're all they're all slightly different, but they're all to do with cycles and the time you were born and all that kind of thing. So what I have is I've found out what we all are in. Um, the Native American zodiac, and in I think they're called totems. I'm not saying that to generalise. It's just when I was doing the research, they were called totem animals. So I think that's mm-hmm. right. I could be wrong. Sorry if I've offended anybody. I mean, um, as always, and we <laughs> we're, to we're, yeah, we're probably yeah. not going to keep repeating this, but I'm sure we will. The more yeah. drunk we get in other episodes, say, <laughs> um, not on this bad boy. Not over to correction. Mm. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't know everything. Yeah please tell us because we do genuinely care and um, it opens a conversation. Yelling at us is not the way to go about it. Yelling at anyone who's getting stuff wrong is not the way to go about it. But have the conversation. Talk to us. Truth that. I also found out what we are in the Celtic Zodiac. So I found out our trees and I found out our animals. And I have, like with the first game, game, uh, I have six descriptions. But you don't know what you are. You don't know what these are. So this is going to be based purely on what you think most represents you. Oh, that's exciting. So here are the first three. Right, so where's the one that says not sexy? (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Oh, that looks so so loud. (laughs) Right, I'm going to look at these three and then... This one might be me. Okay. This one might be you. Okay. But I haven't seen the other ones yet. Yeah, I'm... I've got a couple in here that might be me. Right, so I give you those back and then I'll take a look at those. Oh god, like literally, this is really hard. I think this might be me. What, devious? Insightful, adaptable, upbeat, passionate, creative, independent, yeah. sensual, easily bored. Easily <laughs> bored. De- yeah, impulsive. I, I think I thought that one, aside from the devious, I don't think you're particularly devious, but there you mm. go. Um, I also like this one. I liked this one as well. It was for me. It was between this one and this one. And by liked, I mean liked it for me, not like I want to yeah. be it. You felt like it was a good fit. Yeah. So for Alex, you guys picked uh, the description that says positive traits: insightful, adaptable, upbeat, passionate, creative, independent, sensual. I'm so very sensual. Um, superficial, easily bored, impulsive, or devious with the negative traits. Yeah, I think that's what they're right. So, wrong. Oh, it's not you. 
Okay. Um, this is... This that was me. You. Yeah, so this is what you thought was me. Uh, positive, analytical, intelligent, artistic, philosophical, detail-orientated, charming, mm. emotionally distant, controlling, critical, picky, and argumentative. <laughs> See, I still think the other one fits you better. Wrong. And for Kim, confident, wise, optimistic, passionate, joyful, calm under pressure, negative, stubborn, moody, overly sensitive, perfectionist, and defensive. Correct. Yes! Oh, well done! So this was the trees. This was the Celtic zodiac. And Kim, you are an oak. I am an oak! Oh, that's an a nice oak. I like an oak tree. Yes. They last a long time. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, do any of the other ones that are not this one jump out at you as you well I thought maybe this one to be honest all, all of them <laughs> do you want me to tell you yeah this one the, the one, one you that thought I was thought me. was you yep I really don't think that one at all and either you are a hazel <laughs> I don't think I'm emotionally distant in any way no, I don't either argumentative yeah yeah Charming, yeah. Artistic, yeah. Intelligent, yeah. Analytical. Mm, Is this the one that's you with the attractive? I'd just put it in all of mine, you know. Because you're the hot friend. (laughs) Sorry. I can't remember. (laughs) It is me. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think what we've learned here is I'm great at this game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So mine was... um, It's because I'm so intuitive that I know this one pretty well. So mine was creative, determined, great listener, diplomatic, attractive, <laughs> loyal, powerful, uh, negative, secretive, passionate, jealous, self-destructive, hold a grudge, manipulative. A lot of the negatives were the same as the Scorpio negatives. Mm. And I am a reed. A reed? A tree. That's a reed. Ooh. Yeah. Versatile. <laughs> Versatile. <laughs> um, I like hazel trees, but I don't think that's me. Silly okay. Celts. I'm very pleased with mine. <laughs> so you're pleased. You're happy with the Celts. I also enjoy that my, um, my negatives can still kind of be positive. Some of them, not all of them. Do you want to know what you are in Native American? Definitely. Yeah. This is a great right. game. Isn't it fun? See, this is why I like scopes and stuff. They're just fun. No, that's the point, isn't it? That's the, they're a good laugh. Right. Okay, I think I know. I haven't even read them all yet, mate. I know, but it was because... I got a feeling. Yeah. The universe spoke to you. I felt this one for you. That was the one I thought I was as well. But... All the all the good stuff is all you. <laughs> so I'm gonna look I at think, the negative I, shit. I think it's maybe that one. <laughs> okay, so okay. we going with that one. Yeah, In my personal opinion. Right, but I also thought that it could be me as well. So apparently, you and I are you and I similar. So for Alex, the description that was chosen was confident, energetic, passionate, intense, generous, and creative, but also arrogant, controlling, and intolerant. You are correct. Yes. And you're a salmon. I'm a salmon. You're a salmon. Tiny salmon swimming in the stream. <laughs> Tiny salmon chasing the impossible dream. Kim, you were... Or what was All the feelings. Me? Sensitive, compassionate, devoted, nurturing, resourceful, empathetic, hyper-emotional, self-pitying, envious, moody, and unforgiving. That was correct. And you Nailed are it. a woodpecker. Woodpecker. I'm the woody woodpecker. Nice. Woodpecker. Sure. See, I like a woodpecker on some jewellery. I don't want a salmon on my jewellery. Fish! <laughs> Great. You get to be a salmon. And this one you picked for me, which says, ambitious, discerning, imaginative, sensitive to others, adaptable, passionate. 
Uh, it doesn't say attractive or sexy, though, so, you know, you're Yeah, so we fucked it. Um, impulsive, secretive, stubborn, and suspicious, and scornful. All the S's, <laughs> which is appropriate, considering you're correct. And yes. I'm, I am a snake. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a snake in this. I'm a snake in the... I was born in Year of the Snake in the Chinese mm-hmm. Zodiac. And I'm a scorpion. I'm basically all the creepy things. <laughs> creepy, dangerous, sexy thing. Creepy, dangerous, sexy. <laughs> creepy, dangerous, sexy, Armani. <laughs> I'm a fish and a lion. Like, I mean... Lionfish. Lionfish. Lionfish are great. I'm a crab and a woodpecker. So I'm sharp <laughs> things, apparently. Yes, you are spiky things. I'm wet and furry. <laughs> are the boundaries the same no they're slightly different and also in the north american one um it's done by hemisphere so it's not done by date so if you're born in the northern hemisphere between say i can't remember the exact dates but like 15th of may and 13th of june you'll be one thing but if you're born in the southern hemisphere between those dates you'll be something else that's crazy not crazy but like interesting interesting it's interesting but so many, for all that we're like, oh no, it's bullshit. Yeah. There's so many of the same traits come up in the same yeah. Yeah. for the same people across different cultures. Yeah. Different rules. Everyone that was traits. born at the end of June is a hyper emotional bitch. Apparently. <laughs> Everyone born in August is me, 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 unsexy. <laughs> well, actually, hyper emotional, not a bitch. Hyper emotional. Hyper emotional, caring. Yeah, caring. Moody as fuck. <laughs> I will, I will care for you so much that it suffocates you, and then you will leave me, and then I'll be sad, and I won't ever forget it. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. <laughs> Don't leave me. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> go away. Come back. And everyone born in November is a devious, secretive bitch. Sexy bitch. Looks good Sexy in bitch. Skin. <laughs> so they're just three examples of different zodiacs across the world that we've talked about today what do you think makes it so like people still read their horoscopes people still make their decisions based on their star sign and yes maybe it's not as prevalent as it was in 1997 but they're still doing it Mm. why do you think people love it so much i'm seeing a rise as well not in necessarily calling it star signs and horoscopes but like you type in your birthday and it gives you like a breakdown of your personality so essentially, it probably still is based on the zodiac. Which is all that data. But it's like, there's a few quizzes and stuff out there that strips it of that. Because I think it's become, um, I don't know, seen in a certain way that people are just like, oh, that's bullshit or whatever. But personality quizzes are definitely the way forward. So I don't, I think, I think it is still popular, but I think it's disguised. People like to feel understood now. and people like... To have some guidance. It's like, I mean, every HR course that I've gone on or anything all has like, these are the types of people that you'll have conflict with right. and you get the well, emotors like, and the yeah, this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah, like, like there's work, personality, work personality types of work. Yeah. People yeah. like to categorise, people like to understand and people like to have an insight into themselves and, and feel, feel connected to the greater plan and especially with star signs and stuff. If you're, if you think the universe and the stars have helped define my personality, that means I am part of the universe and the stars. Like I am a big deal. And maybe it means that like I have a destiny and I will achieve that destiny with a capital D. Mm. What do you think though about this idea that certainly with millennials, um, 
there's a movement away from labels or people don't like to be labeled the, the gender thing being a very key part of that conversation you know there's so many more gender identities being recognized now mm. um do you think again just pulling this out of my brain hole sorry i got distracted by kim's face and how <laughs> disgusted she looked by that one do you think that people are more keen to label themselves than be told what label they are and if that's the case do you think that the zodiac is going to fall out of fashion because you're di- it's dictated what you are at birth just like gender I, I think that's probably why what I was saying in terms mm. of these like rise of quizzes and, and not even like I think quiz is probably a very loose term to give it and um, you get like um, a whole pack that talks about your kind of personality based on how you are in the workplace, how you, how you are in relationships, blah, blah, blah. Like Myers-Briggs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myers-Briggs um, is fascinating. And they are really interesting. And actually, like you say, Kim, like you, you read them and you go, oh my gosh, I've seen hashtag woke or something like that. Um, <laughs> hashtag salmon. Lion <laughs> salmon. Hashtag this is what a woodpecker looks like. <laughs> I think you're right in terms of trying to desperately recognise yourself and want to be part of something. And so maybe that, uh, without labels, just this is who you are, based on some questions that you've answered, Hmm. I think is probably rising in popularity more than anything. But it's still in disguise of something that has been around since the Roman times Hmm. of how do we understand the world and who we are and how we're connected to it, really. Because also, like, even though I've been saying, oh, it's bullshit, blah, 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 I think, you know human beings and especially women are so connected to the world you know with like i've taken root as we sat here (laughs) just us going we're on our period um (laughs) is you know we're connected to the moon and the shores like the tides (laughs) and everything like i think isn't it crazy that we are connected to the world so we are all connected to each other in a circle in a hoop that never ends (laughs) <laughs> so there must be some weird truth in it is what I'm saying I don't know what it is but the fact that it's been around for this long says something about human nature and something about the world around us yeah we like to label things we like to categorise like, things is matter trying to understand matter it is, is, it is tribe brain it is tribe brain it is protect your own and understand ah they no, are that that means that, that they're a threat Yeah, and there's, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but I mean, labels suck, and I appreciate that like people don't want to be defined by the gender that they were assigned at birth because that's not their true gender or anything like that, and I appreciate all of that, but at the same time, people assign labels all the time, and even if you think you're not doing it, you are, and even if you think that you're the generation that's not doing it, you're probably calling yourself a millennial, and if you're not calling yourself a millennial, you might have called yourself an emo or you might have, you know, like it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And it it doesn't actually have to be, it's not the big bad thing that everyone thinks it is in the terms of defining people, like mentally defining people by or grouping people together as Scorpio. It's not the big bad thing. As long as you're not blanketly treating all those people as the same thing as long as you are making decisions about that person yeah you You find a tribe like there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with seeking to find someone in a group because you believe that they are ascribing to the same label as you yourself may ascribe to certain elements of i.e oh maybe if i go to speak to that 
seemingly emo person over there, we will have a common interest in the emo music that we both like. And that would be a new friend. It's finding belonging. There's a difference between doing that and going, I'm not talking to that person over there or any of those people because they're all Scorpios and they can all do one. So I think that brings us to the end of the episode this week. But before we go, we have to rate the wine. I'm doing wine in air quotes Quote unquote wine. um, That we've been drinking tonight. We also cracked open the third bottle, which is just a white version of the rosé that we had. I mean, it basically tastes exactly the same. Tastes exactly the fucking same. So non-alcoholic wine we started with the Fizero from M&S anyone want to kick off with that? tastes like appetiser yeah okay fizzy pop fizzy pop quite rum <laughs> rating out of five are we rating like it was a wine or are we rating like rate on how much you enjoyed it okay um, what do you want to rate two it? two do you want more of this? No. Preferred the Nisecco. Do you want more of this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose. Um, it's horrible, but all right. Uh, yeah, I'll give it two, two grapes, as in like it tastes like appetizer and would drink, but not would drink to believe that I was drinking wine. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I was choosing a fizzy, fizzy replacement, Fizzero would not be my choice. Nisecco tasted much more like actual wine. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think two is fair. Uh, it's it was still nicer than some of the wines we've had on this podcast that had yeah. alcohol <laughs> true, in them. True, true, true. And we only drank because they had alcohol in them. So yeah, two grapes for that. And then we let's just bond these two in together because they taste exactly the same. Well, apparently they have different tasting notes because this one is uh, the white one is a delightful sweet style of wine with citrus and musk flavors. Which is musk. gross. Musk. <laughs> Nothing should be like described. An elderly lady. Well, you know what? When I first section of the body shop. Yes, when I first took a sip. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> oh, you okay? When I first Sorry. took a sip, I thought that it tasted like sweaty pineapples, and I stand by that. Sweaty pineapples. So we had the rosé, and then we have sweaty pineapples, which is the whites. Uh, sorry, the Moscato. Um, uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to go for two again. It, was, it tasted more like wine than the other stuff, but it's still very sweet and my tongue feels a bit... I really need to brush my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm hoping I didn't pack my toothbrush already. Two. Two. Uh, Ooh, probably lower. One point five. The white, 5. the white is lower. Um, yeah. All right. Think, fair enough. Yeah. I'd maybe drink the rosé if I was driving and I really wanted to try and yeah. get in. I think after the initial sip, the rosé got better, even though I do really feel like I need to brush my teeth. But the white's horrible, and fair I'm going to keep drinking it. I would rather drink Coca lemonade because zero point five percent is better than no percent. <laughs> Coca lemonade. Just the tip, Fine. right? Yeah. Just, well, the t- just the tip. <laughs> Next time on Just the Tip. <laughs> uh, oh, that's our next podcast, podcast though. Yeah. <laughs> but we share life, our life hacks. Yeah. But well, we should call it Just the Tit, just... so it's feminine. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to give us a rating out of five if you're listening on an Apple device. Uh, maybe leave us a review because we'd love to know what you think. You can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Grape Culture Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grape Culture Pod. Or you can head over to our website to see some of the articles that we talked about today, as in maybe the one. And also maybe find out what your uh, Native American and Celtic star signs, tree signs, animal signs are. Signs. The website address is www.grapeculturepodcast.co.uk.
Don't forget to come back in two weeks when we're going to have a brand new episode for you. But thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.